Hello, I'm Joan Goodchild with ISMG. Today, our guest is Corey Mazzola. Corey is the Executive Director of Global Cybersecurity Operations for the Las Vegas Sands Corporation. Sands is well known for its world-famous luxury properties, including the Sands and the Venetian in Las Vegas, as well as many others around the globe. In fact, they're the largest gaming and hospitality company worldwide. Corey's here to discuss a number of different topics today, including himself, his background, and his career. Hi, Corey. Hi, Joan. Uh, good to talk with you. Thanks for having me. Within uh, my experience in different industries, I've worked in finance, federal government, healthcare, military, uh, as well as commercial space for, for uh, over two dozen years so far. And uh, a lot of it's been within cybersecurity operations, uh, looking at uh, cyber threat intelligence or, or um, intrusion detection, risk management, a few different constructs. So I'm, I'm certainly happy to talk with you about that. So you've been around for many years now. You've certainly seen the security industry change over the last decade or so. Uh, that's correct. It, it's transformed incredibly. I think where we came from uh, 20 years ago was very much a, a technical field. It was very focused on information technology and maybe providing some um, practitioner level support or even uh, management there. But today it's really being able to align with the business, being able to interlock with, with kind of the risk management and how do we really measure, manage, uh, detect, report and art articulate risk at an enterprise level and stave off any attacks. So it's, it's kind of really transformed uh, in, in that sense from um, a technical apparatus or capability to something that's much more ingrained within the organization and the business as a whole. And so how has your security philosophy evolved over the years based on, you know, where, where you came from and where you are now? How, how does your philosophy impact the way you approach your job today? It's, it's definitely, I, I think, matured in a bit that before you're looking at the bits and bytes and specific attacks. And it, it, in many cases, you didn't even discern what, whether the different types of attack or, or the severity of an incident sometimes where you're just looking to find that incident. You want to know that you have an attacker or somebody that has unauthorized access within your network. How do we need to kind of uh, um, reconcile and, and mitigate and, and action appropriately to make sure to contain it in an appropriate manner? And also look at the adversary, whether it's uh, what you call a script kitty, somebody operating out of their basement, or something that might be a, of a much higher severity or magnitude and, and being able to um, defend appropriately. So I, I think we were in a much better place there. Now, what's your approach to enterprise risk detection today? Tell me a little bit about what you prioritize and um, and, and how you look at that issue now. I, I think with uh, all of the, the disparate technologies, capabilities, and if you want to call them solutions, we're in a much better place technologically these days, uh, which gives us uh, quite a bit of an edge in an automated manner sometimes. Uh, but I think a, a big difference is going to be our ability to manage it too. Whereas before we, we focus on detection and maybe thwarting the attack. Uh, whereas today you want to kind of take it to the next level when appropriate, put a lot of systems and frameworks in place that are going to not only provide that detection and response mechanism, but ensure that you're doing lessons learned, that maybe you're, you're uh, codifying it according to something like the cyber kill chain or some other industry mechanism to kind of look at where's your gaps in your portfolio it's in even your your processes internally, where do you need to put fix actions, right? What technology might be missing something? Where do you need to, to hone your process or your SOP to catch it a little ahead, uh, a little farther ahead of the curve next time 
and, and kind of building in that resiliency mechanism so that uh, not only are you kind of prepped and ready and, and you know, anticipating that there's going to be some type of uh, cyber security or attack or uh, risk infraction and, and being able to respond accordingly, but then also improving your processes so that you're a little better positioned and a little better suited for, for the next time. How does building a team and teamwork and manpower come into this? When you're looking at building a, a cybersecurity center or a risk management program, then a lot of it's really going to fall upon the people that you have, right? What type of expertise do you have? Um, what type of, of capabilities can you put in place? What type of um, organizational model can you build uh, according to the type of folks that you can find? So depending on where you're building the center, if you're in Washington, D.C., or if you're in Timbuktu, it's going to be a very different makeup as far as what type of capabilities you may be able to develop and advance uh, internally. Um, I, I think uh, when you look at it holistically from a people process technology standpoint, people are really going to be one of those critical factors. And I think we're a long way, we have a long ways to go uh, to be able to really build a sustainable, optimized uh, model um, from the educational standpoint, from a, a national standpoint, and even internationally uh, to be able to get the level of expertise piece that we need. From my perspective, uh, I, I've been working with a number of uh, universities and, and uh, associations and initiatives to try to bolster a lot from what we're doing from curricular standards for higher education. I think that's going to be a very high value uh, area to be able to bolster our, our curriculums, our, our learning objectives, and really put a lot of rigor and framework around building some uh, educational paths to help manufacture and build the next generation of cybersecurity professionals. How do you get creative now, though? If you were going to dispense some advice to some organizations based anywhere in the country who are really looking for people and they just can't find the appropriate skills to fill the jobs that they need to fill now, what are some creative ways around that so that you can kind of, you know, get people on staff to start doing the work that needs to be done? Good question. I, I think it's uh, fundamental to look at really what are the key capabilities, the key processes, and the key functions that we need to, to do as a business, both to support our program, bolster it, as well as to align with the business as a whole. So when we're looking at first identifying and, and, and really codifying a lot of those key skill areas that we need to support, and then we'll look at what we have internally, how are we going to fill those gaps, how are we going to put placeholders in place, um, and, and also, how do we need to kind of retrofit the organization so that we can put in place the right people and, and the right skills? And then also maybe look externally too. look at some of the local universities, look at the different uh, um, options for procuring and, and, and also bringing in some talent that might be able to support some of those key areas. Like just one good example might be if I'm looking for somebody that's going to be a cybersecurity project manager or, or, or technical integrator or solutions team, then I don't necessarily need somebody that has 10 or 15 years cybersecurity experience. Of course, I would love that, but um, I can also look for somebody that's got a great technical background, maybe programming, architecture, et cetera, and try to bring them in and, and, and help develop and grow that skill set organically. At first glance, some might think security has the same mission and duties everywhere, but those of us in the industry know that security is very different from organization to organization. What makes your security department different, and how does it differentiate you as a security leader? 
the onus is on you to, to kind of galvanize the organization, to really articulate the business case, to really work with a lot of the key stakeholders internally and, and the business representatives. And if you have different lines of business or, or different business entities to, to make sure that you can um, hopefully bring them all together, kind of reconcile any differences, really uh, help them to understand what the value proposition is that you're bringing to the table and how cybersecurity or risk management can help to better their organization or their business and help support them and really where it fits in. Why is it essential? Why, why is, uh, especially since in many cases, it's not going to be a revenue generating aspect of the organization. It's really just, I think, illustrating that value and helping them to better understand it. Corey Mazzola, thank you for joining us today. Sure. Thanks for having me. For ISMG, I'm Joan Goodchild.